Thanks for tuning in to the Putnam City Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message encourages you wherever you might be. If you'd like to learn more about PCBC, visit us online at pcbc.tv. Now, here's Pastor Bill. Everybody, let's say hi to our church family this morning. Hey, guys. We're so happy to have you with us in our home this morning to celebrate Easter communion with you and our church family. And we would all like to say, Happy Happy Easter. Well, our family is excited to celebrate with you this morning as we celebrate our risen Savior. We're going to be doing that through the observance of the Lord's Supper through communion. I hope you've had some time to prepare some elements in your home, and in just a few moments, we'll be taking the supper together. If you haven't had time to prepare some elements, you can take some time right now, run into the kitchen, find something you could use for the bread and for the cup, and let that represent the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus for you this very morning. I think all of us are going to remember Easter 2020. I mean, this is the first time I've ever done worship like this on an Easter Sunday together with my family at home, but we get to do that together with all of our church family while we're all in our living rooms or in our homes, wherever you might be. As we finish out this week of quarantine and social distancing and the inability to gather, I think we all have learned to hunger and appreciate fellowship. Not just time with our family, but also time with our church family and with other believers. Today is a great day to reflect, and it's a great day to remember. Matter of fact, Jesus taught us that as often as we do what we're about to do this morning, that we are to remember. Remember those things that are most important. And remember all the things that Jesus has done for us. Today we celebrate our risen Savior as we gather in our homes to remember his life, the life that he lived here on this earth, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And we can all say today, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Yes, He has. He is risen indeed. And after Jesus was buried, many of His followers, Mary Magdalene and others, came to the tomb to finish the burial preparations. When they arrived at the tomb, they found that the stone had been rolled away and that Jesus was not there. An angel also appeared in that moment and said something very profound. The angel said to Mary Magdalene and the others, Why have you come looking for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He is risen. So this Easter morning, we celebrate our risen Savior through the Lord's Supper. Jesus taught his disciples at the Last Supper that as often as we did this, we were to remember. And so as we celebrate this Easter 2020 together, there are several things that we want to remember. Number one, ultimately we want to remember that Jesus was our antidote to the virus. Not the coronavirus of 2020, but to the eternal virus of sin. We've talked about that through this season. But let's be reminded that it was through his life and through laying down his life that we were set free from eternal sin. Isaiah 53, verses 5 through 6, speak about what would happen in his body. It says that he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging... We are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Colossians chapter 1. Let's find Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. And in that passage, the Apostle Paul talks about his blood sacrifice. Yes, his body would be bruised and broken. And then he speaks about the blood of Jesus. Verse 19. For God was well pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. 
Once we were alienated from God, we were enemies in our minds because of our evil behavior. But now he has reconciled us by Christ's physical body through death to present to you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. His body, Jesus spoke about his body as well in John chapter 6, verse 47. Turn over to John chapter 6, guys, and we'll look at verse 47. And Jesus would even prophesy about the bread that we're about to take being that symbol of what he speaks of here. John 6, 47 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. So Jesus takes just a moment, and he uses an example like they had in the Old Testament, a manna that fell from heaven every day and provided what they needed to live. And he said, even though they had that manna to live here on this earth, all of them eventually died. Why? Because of that eternal virus of sin. But Jesus said, I would become, he would become, the bread of life that would come from heaven that would allow us to eat from this, the Son of Man, we would be able to live forever. Verse 51. He goes on to say, For I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And then the Jews began to argue with one another, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven. Not as the fathers ate and died, but he who eats this bread will live forever. And so guys, every time we take the Lord's Supper, we remember especially the truth of this passage. And as you take a piece of bread that I'm about to bring to you now, I'm going to have you just take it and hold it. And if you're doing this with us at home, if you would uh, take an element of bread now with you, and if you have others with you, share that with them. We'll all hold on to it until we take it together. So, Audrey and AJ, I know you've grown up in a Christian home and going to Christian school and you've learned about the supper. I also know that the Lord is speaking, Audrey, to your heart about trusting Him to be Lord and Savior. And there will be a day that both of you will know what your sin means and how that separates us from God, but how we can have a relationship with God. And so this morning, as we observe the Lord's Supper and you do it with your family, I'll be passing out the bread to those in our family who have trusted Christ. For Audrey and AJ, we look forward to that day that we get to do that soon as you've trusted Jesus. But until then, let me serve each of you. And you serve your family, or if you're there by yourself at home, just grab a piece of your bread, hold on to it, till we all have taken the bread. That night, as Jesus was with his disciples, he gathered them together and he held up the bread as they were celebrating Passover, what they thought was looking back to Egypt, and he was reminding them that all of that pointed to what Jesus was about to do for us on the cross. That he would be bruised for our iniquities, he'd be pierced with a spear, he would be crucified in front of the whole world because he would take on the sins 
of the world. And that night, as Jesus was with his disciples, just as we are now in our homes, he took the bread and he broke it. And I'd encourage you to do the same thing. And as we break the bread, we're reminded that that is his body that was broken for us. Jesus said, as often as we do this, do this in remembrance of him. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you so loved each and every one of us, that you were willing to leave your throne in heaven, come to this earth, and take on the sins of the world, my sin, our sin. And Lord, I pray that today, as we remember on this Easter, that we would remember, yes, your death, and yes, that you were buried in a tomb, but Father, we celebrate that that broken body could not be held down in a grave, that you conquered death in the grave, and that you rose again, giving us victory forevermore. Lord, we love you and pray that you would receive our love back to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to read to you again from Scripture about his blood. Jesus used an analogy with his disciples of customs of his day, wedding customs. And I remember, guys, when I married Mama or your mother, I remember 33 years ago on Christmas season when we got married. It was a beautiful ceremony and a beautiful day. And before all of a bunch of people at our church and our family, we got to say, I do. We entered into a permanent relationship till death do us part. And while that's a custom of our day of marriage, Jesus was talking about different customs of his day that painted a beautiful picture of that last supper. You see, when a man proposed back in Jesus' day to a woman, he would present to her a cup of wine. And he would present that cup to her saying, I want to have a relationship with you. And I want to take care of you all the days of your life. And I will work out and I will pay a price for you to be my bride. And you know what they did back then? AJ, they had to pay a price to the daddy of the daughter to be able to marry her. It was called a dowry. And they would negotiate a price. And whenever he would present that price to his future father-in-law, that meant that they were now engaged. And then he would hand a cup of wine to his betrothed, and if she, was, if she would drink it, it was a picture that she was saying yes. And then that juice in the cup was a picture that he was willing to die for her, and that he would love her as long as he lived. And so Jesus was painting a picture that day as he held up a cup, much like this, and he would fill those cups with the juice of the vine, and it would be a symbol of his blood. It would be a symbol that he was willing to pay the price for his bride. That he was willing to die on a cross through the shedding of his blood. So if you're there at home, take some time. And if you've not prepared already your cups, go ahead and prepare those now. And we'll take those together in just a moment. So as I bring this to my family, you go ahead and share that with yours. As you receive the cup, if you'll just take a moment, maybe prepare your hearts and think about the expensive price Jesus paid for you to be his bride. You know, the Bible says that he is our bridegroom and we're his bride. And that was all made possible through the cup that he bore, through the shedding of his blood. And that he was willing to lay down his life because he so loved you and he so loved each and every one of us. 
that day with his disciples that night as they gathered, they had taken the bread, just as we have, and then he took a cup and he held it up and he said, this is the blood of a new covenant. Again, that symbolism of a marriage, a man and a woman who covenant together, not a contract, but a covenant to be one flesh together, is a picture on earth of what we have with Christ in heaven. That we are now one with God, no longer separated by the eternal virus of sin, but because He was our antidote, we became one through Christ. And through His blood, we can be a part of that covenant. Jesus said, this is the blood of the new covenant. As often as you drink this, remember me. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for so loving us. And Lord Jesus, thank you for being able to get to that point where you said, no longer my will, but your will be done, Father. Knowing that you could have let the cup pass from you, that you could have uh, skipped the cross and the pain of all that suffering, but Lord, you so loved each and every one of us, you went to a cross. Your body was broken and your blood was spilled. And we understand this morning that there's nothing that can wash away our sin. Not our good works, not being a member of a church, not being baptized. But washes, what washes away our sin is the perfect, righteous blood of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that victory that's ours. That same victory that you uh, accomplished 2,000 years ago there at Calvary. That same victory that was accomplished as you defeated death in the grave. And that same victory that is now ours through Christ Jesus. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Thank you for spending time with our church family. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, visit us online at pcbc.tv. There you can also contact us and find out how to connect with us through social media channels. And visit pcbc.tv podcast to listen to additional messages from Putnam City Baptist Church.